0: This is Fesha
1: uh, this is Joe Cole. this is Ruben the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London, London Is Blue, Blue Podcast.
0: Podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue Podcast. That's right, as always, your host, Brandon, Joe, and host, Nick, no Dan. Dan is busy uh, juggling work-life pod balances, and, and we give him that freedom. So instead, we have Dennis, the couch critic from up north, our neighborly Canadian. How's it going, sir?
2: Hey. How's it going fellas? It's been a minute. Glad to be back, but you know, the circumstance of this game has kind of left me a little bit sour. How, is that a good word for it? Sour? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're a sour patch kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the sweet to to come into this, which I'm sure we'll get both sides of you, Dennis, which is what we appreciate. Uh, but as you alluded to, yeah. so this is the Manchester United match review. It was the midweek madness uh, that we all had to take a break from work. Uh, if you were on stateside or around the world. Uh, to watch to which you promptly went back to work or if you're smart like nick you turned on the women's match because they played tottenham today so uh oh smart, way better watch. Part.
3: yeah don't <laughs> even bother with the men's matches this year yeah. just go straight to the women's matches if they're playing on the same day
0: which we technically learned last weekend and talked about it but here we are another lesson so uh in this one we're going to be talking about wasteful wasteful chelsea we'll also be looking at the long season's end but some shining lights or is that just a trick from dan who wrote the script and then bailed and then lastly the (laughs) latest on chelsea's quest for top four so nick uh pleasure is all yours on the three-year match review
3: giving us the temp check from all the lovely listeners out there how are they feeling uh, apathetic, Brandon, is mm. how I would say. And it's that's a that's an emotion that's well-deserved after the last few weeks. Uh, McGleazy with no pod needed and a second feature of take today off. Wish we could, my guy.
0: Hate to disappoint.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are again. Uh, Callan with dominant but drawn. Uh, Tim Rolls. Man, absolute legend. Yep. Uh, and, and former head of the uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust. Should have won. Correct, Tim. Uh, also
0: big-time author.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. Tim's a legend, man. Uh, Tim has done everything. He's also freakishly tall in person. Uh so. <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> true. the thing you should know about Tim. Uh, Grizz with, we're basically Brighton. That is Ew. savage, but it's true. Um Allison Bender. Wow, I haven't seen her in a long time. That's great. Like last season, facts. Seaflow with Waste Management United. Brilliant.
0: Aha, quick distraction technique.
3: <laughs> Brilliant, though. I love that. Uh, Craig Ledoux with Bedeviled by Ourselves. <laughs> so dumb, but good. Uh, Pillow with Wingback Strikers. I like that. Tana Overall, Friend of the Pod with April was awful. <laughs> Great point. And then Galen Roll, still finishing third with a couple of emojis. Three of them are beers. So, you know can't beat them drink them you know that's what i say
0: (laughs) yes all drink all of them uh i went with tuchel needs more uh he had quite a bit of a plea albeit his brief uh post-match interview and quite honestly uh the man is committed to us the players need to do the same uh nick what about you
3: chelsea women win I wish we could do two podcasts on the Chelsea women because they're actually very good and they convert their chances and they're fun to watch.
2: Hmm. You got me sold, man. I'm, I'm not watching another men's game. I'm actually jumping on the women's team. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on it. But I, I went with uh, purple patch strikers. You know, like we, we have these, these strikers that cannot find any sort of consistency. Every time you feel like you got a guy that's on a run, you're like, oh yeah, we found it guys. We got the guy. And then, you know, next three games, it's back to the same old drawing board. So purple patch attackers.
0: Very, very understandable. And I'm sure a lot of our pre-match uh, or pre-pod chat will will surface through this one. But hey, before we get into all that, we want to give a huge, huge thank you to... Uh, B-O-Q, Iron, Nick V, which we can discuss uh, if you're embezzling uh, with your (laughs) Patreon donations, maybe tax loopholes you want to share with us, and Rage 918 who all joined us on Patreon. Exclusive content on Patreon, that's right, immediately after the match, Joe Tweeds, releases sw six ish uh six minutes roughly uh instant match reaction and jesse did the exact same thing for the women's teams and by the way phil and i chelsea youth we do a weekly academy update so there's three pieces of content that hit patreon uh exclusives there because the pod feed is full so go check it out again three or five bucks uh, a month uh for for joe tweeds jesse and uh chelsea youth is well worth it uh apple podcast none so hey do it find someone who hasn't done it encourage them to do it we appreciate that helps us get found and then spotify again still at that 4.9 unbelievable rating out of five with almost 938 reviews on spotify road to 1000 so again we just want to take the time to say thank you because those people are supporting us financially or by helping us be seen and again the more chelsea fans the better so let's jump into the match details it was manchester united this past thursday the 28th of april in the Premier league we're playing at old trafford also known as the library man united won chelsea won in case you missed it marcus Alonso with the goal in the 60th minute and immediately responding uh some up-and-coming player cristiano ronaldo in the 62nd minute one shot one goal so we're gonna head and kick it over to the fifth stand for the official match highlights thank you to chelsea for letting us use their audio uh make sure you download the app if you have it already here we go
1: better on the road actually than at the bridge this season too, Chelsea. That's another great pass from Kante to Havertz. Oh. That's a big stop from De Gea. This is a great ball by Kante. Time perfectly, Havertz on his left foot. You'd have fancied him nine times out of ten. It's another great cross, it's another Havertz chance. He could have had two or three this half. That is a great chance. It's better than great, then Havertz has got to do better for me. Kante. Aspilicueta, surely it's coming surely, Rhys James, four in the box another good ball Havertz, Alonso! Yeah! Finally, De Gea is not saving that one not on Marcus Alonso's left boot it's a wonderful finish and a totally deserved goal it has taken an hour to break them down but a chance has been taken United nil, Chelsea one about time too Marcus gets this absolutely spot on oh he doesn't let us down does he what a finish. left the ball behind there, Matic clips That's it right. over. Ronaldo! Right. They're looking for a flag here, they've offered nothing. They may well be level here. They've always got him, and he may have bailed them out again. Unbelievable, it's 1-1. Well, as we said, they've got players who can score, you give them a chance, they'll score. I mean, it's a hell of a strike, isn't it? What a finish. Ronaldo. No chance for Mendy. I thought he was offside. Mason nice Mount, Nicely done. Rhys James! Oh, no. oh, it was there. The lead was there. What a touch this is. No way your mate is. Oh, dear. Agonizingly it hits the post.
0: Alright, sorry about that, Nick. We had to share some memories that they probably weren't asking for, but... Tis the way the pod runs. So let's go ahead and move into the lineup, Chelsea, with a 3-4-1-2 question mark?
3: Question mark, yeah. Uh, it kind of was a little bit more fluid up front, but of course, Edouard Mendy between the sticks. Rudiger returns. Thiago Silva back in. Cesar Spilicueta make up a more familiar back three that we're used to. Uh, Marcus Alonso resuming his role on the left wing. Jorginho and Ndolo Conte in the midfield. And Reese James making a triumphant return to the right wing where he belongs. And uh, that's for obvious reasons. No more right center back nonsense there. Uh, and then Timo Werner, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, the, the main three over the last couple of weeks, um, doing everything they can uh, to, to try and score. It just didn't come off. So, uh, substitutes Keppa, obviously. Milan Saar, obviously. Treb Chalaba, a little unlucky. Uh, Christian Pulisic uh, in the game at the 71st minute. Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the 82nd minute. Kennedy unused. Sal Noguez unused. Hakim Ziyech unused. Romelu Lukaku in the 70th minute. So, top line stats. Chelsea with essentially 65% possession. We had 21
0: shots yet again. This time, six on target. Not enough. United having six shots, only three on target themselves uh we had 12 tackles there 15 we had 13 clearances to their 30 3-0 they had 30 clearances because they're a small tea club mentality uh nine corners to their two three offsides to there two one caution to their none 12 fouls conceded to their nine that is not what you'd expect us when you hear that chelsea are playing manchester united on the road so go ahead spin off lineup uh subs or stats your choice
2: Uh, Let's go with the lineup. Um, I mean, I was one of the few that actually thought that Christian Pulisic, after scoring a 90th-minute winner, probably should have warranted a start, especially when you consider that the attacking three that we've been running with, you know, again, we just it's not that they're not, you know, producing and they're not giving us what we need, but you just figure, rotate the squad. We got another game on Sunday. Um, I just felt like Pulisic could have started. Um, Aside from that, um, I really do feel like uh, Rub- uh, Ruben his cheek <sighs> I mean, so much talk has come in the last little while about Ruben from Tuchel, and you expect him to, you know, give him the opportunity to play in his preferred role in the midfield and just, just kick on. You don't see that, you know, still seeing the exact same lineup. And a lot of what I saw today, especially from the midfield, was just, we just didn't have that thrust. We did not have a, a, a central midfielder who was, you know, willing to play those balls in, you know, slip in our attackers and whatnot. So a lot of the attacking was just down to obviously our our, our wing backs and then you know the the attacking three, and you know when you're playing on a United team where you know they're defending so narrow, you know we basically had five v four the entire, pretty much the entire match. So, you know, with our our wing backs pushed forward and you know Telus and and Dallow basically tucked in we had a, a numerical advantage the entire game and just could not take advantage of it so a little frustrating when you think about it uh but you know Nick I, I don't know what you think uh in terms of like what we get from you know our attacking three uh, but I'm of the opinion that we spent a lot of money there and we're just not getting the returns yeah we'll
3: we'll do a whole section on that how about that uh but i would just look at the stats here and six shots on target is not nearly good enough again i mean if you if you go look at the story of the season injuries could be a story of the season obvious outside pressures could be a story of the season i think the reason that chelsea are not in the title race I think the Chelsea, the reason that Chelsea are not in Europe anymore, and I think the reason Chelsea might struggle to win the FA Cup final is because our attacking play is just not clinical enough. And six shots out of 21, you dominate possession. You absolutely run the show. I mean, the, the tempo was at your tempo. You lived in their half. They, they offered nothing. I mean, they really they offered nothing in this game. One mistake undoes you, which can happen in a game. It's the efficiency in front of goal that is the story every single time, and it's just—it's very old.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: I'll—I'll I'll, I'll wait to—to to jump into that, but
0: um, plenty more to come from there. Uh, XG 1.97 for Chelsea to 0.59 for United. Obviously harsh for us and quite lucky for them. The one random stat coming from, you know. At to Joe 25 Manchester United against Chelsea is now the outright most drawn fixture in Premier League history with 25 of the meetings between the sides ending level
3: stalemate. it's, a, it's way be, a, more of a better stat when you think about the old Chelsea United early 2000s title race you know you had Wayne Rooney versus Frank like this was tragic. Emphasis right, this is... on stale. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> stale. That's perfect. I fi- I Erase what I said. That was way better than what I said.
0: Uh, All right. Obviously, we'll skip the M-Pet Shithouse moment of the match. You got to earn it. And the Joe tweets expected bodies again. Like, uh, you got to give us something to work with. So we're going to jump to our ad break. When we're back, though, we're going to start with Wasteful, Wasteful Chelsea, specifically talking about the attack Dennis will let into it. So uh, we'll revisit that. So thank you, the sponsors, for financially supporting the show. And we'll be right back. All right. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and, and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more durable resistant immune system so what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things again i do it it's easy it's fast it's quick i throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work drink it it, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and it's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Nick. Coming out of the break, more, more, more content. That is right. We have a uh, well. I mean, we got another Chelsea women pod hitting hitting airways.
3: Yeah. So obviously, listen to that one because they won and they're they're two games away from winning the title, which Chelsea men are eons away from doing. So uh, twenty games
0: away. actually. You just
3: beat Spurs two times in a week. Uh, that that's deserving of a listen. Jesse's gonna absolutely crush it. Um, of course, we play Everton this weekend, which will inevitably be another disappointing result. So get ready for that. Uh, Chelsea Women play the last place team uh, in the FAWSL, so expect fireworks there. And uh, of course, we're gonna talk to our friend Matt Law next week. Uh, I think on Tuesday, uh, which could be a very pivotal moment.
2: Uh, Giving some news. I wonder, what you, I wonder what? what you guys are going to talk about. Like, seems like you know pretty boring time to be having him on now, right? Yeah, there's.
3: There's one main topic that we're hoping we to have an answer about uh, by, by the time we talk to him. But I don't know. If, if yesterday's price is not today's price, then uh, we, we may be here for a while. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, Gangster. Gangster. How,
0: how high can we raise this? Because our commission goes up every time, but Bramovich adds zero. So. We'll <sighs> talk
3: about that at the very end. But, yeah, lots of pods coming up. And then, obviously, yeah. uh, if you missed the three-part, three fucking parts of a Tinkerman pod last weekend please go back and listen to it. It's very 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 good. Excellent' yeah,
0: they're, they're really forcing our hand at uh, trying to find a new feed for them
3: because <laughs> next next <laughs> month's eight part Tinkerman you're yeah. like what are we doing here folks come on.
0: Great stuff uh, from Yaz and tweets. I love the tweet. Uh, Who's this Yaz fella? And, <laughs> and our DMs were like, hey, Yaz, you made it.
3: You're finally, you're finally getting trashed on Twitter. Let's go. <laughs> this is how you know <laughs> you've
0: made it. All right, let's jump in. Wasteful, wasteful Chelsea. Here we go. Shots apparently do not equal goals. Squawka tweeting, only three opposition sides have had 20-plus shots in a Premier League game at Old Trafford since 2016-17. Kind of weird that they cut it off at 16, 17, but whatever. Uh, Tottenham with 22 back in 2020. Uh, Chelsea with 21 today. And Watford. Yes, that's right. Watford had 20 in 2019, (laughs) not that long ago. Uh, But the only difference is somehow Chelsea did not win, uh, unlike the others. So um, it all starts in the attack. Even Jody Morris. He's been a little bit quiet lately. You know, he did a bunch of media stuff, then he kind of ducked out. Uh, well, he jumped back in with a tweet saying, Chelsea cruised that first half. Only thing they'll be disappointed with is the quality in the final third, whether it be the decision-making or the final action double exclamation mark. And I think that's kind of where we let it off, Dennis. Uh, I'll just kind of turn it over to you. The attacking three costed a few pretty pennies. Um, again, we've got a $97 million super sub striker coming off the bench. Uh, it's, it's just not clicking. Kai Havertz, he led the team with five shots today. He actually led the entire... He had the most of, of anybody. Uh, Rudiger with four, Reese James with four, Mason Mount with three. That's kind of how the uh, the top of the Chelsea shot table lot and ended up.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I probably had one track mind watching this game. I was just, and probably that's probably why when you asked me about the, the lineup, I was like, I just jumped right into the attackers. it was, was like, you're watching this and man, Jody Morris hit it on the head. I was watching it thinking the exact same thing. Everything but you know the final ball was was accurate today everything but the actual when you, when you get the ball you know the finishing you know it was just horrific today and you think about it um holistically I, I try to think about chelsea you know what we've been doing the last two or three years you know obviously we go into this season uh knowing that we needed a striker thinking okay fine we're gonna bring in this 97 pound striker lukaku it's gonna be the answer our prayers because we create a lot of chances but we just can't get on the end of them so you think you get this guy bangs goals from syria it's been in the premier league before we're going to be fine and you know it's just the wrong fit everywhere you look it's just the wrong fit we don't have attackers that are clinical we don't have attackers like i, I understand like when i watch a Tuchel team. I understand what we want from the attacking three. We want them to be working hard with movement, you know, pressing from the front. And that requires a lot of energy. You know, you need to be, you know, in top, top shape to play in Tuchel's top three, or uh, front three. And you watch these games the last little while, and everyone just looks labored, just labored. You know, you get the opportunities to get in the final third, where the decision-making is paramount. You want a, 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 a somebody that is the offensive brain for your attack and we falter there every time you know for all the things that mason mount does i think he's a, a fantastic footballer he's not a number 10 to me he's a number eight again you know like we're, we're overusing him in this this role as a number 10 and he doesn't necessarily see the final ball as well as you know an, a traditional number 10. You know, he's been asked to play, be playing out of position as far as I'm concerned. You look at Kai Havertz, Kai Havertz needs to get stronger and he has to build his stamina because, man, you watch him in the final third and it's, it's like he's great, you know, when he's coming when he's coming to collect and he's great on like, you know, just recycling the possession. But when you need him to be the finisher in the box, it's just not consistent enough. You know, he's another guy that you think probably isn't an outnumber no, outnumbered number nine. You're probably thinking of him as like an in-between between a nine and a 10 or, you know, a nine and a seven. So his role is, and then again, you go with Timo Werner again, not an outnumbered number nine, a guy that you kind of look as being like in between nine and seven, nine and 11. So for me, the biggest problem that Chelsea have right now, and we haven't addressed it even after paying 97 million for a we do not have a clinical finisher up top. And for all the things that you can say about Lukaku, I think that he is a good finisher, but the way we play does not suit his style of play. He needs to be getting on the counter and running at teams with all of his pace and power. And, you know, the one thing that you can't get from him is when you're playing low block defenses, tight defenses, his touch is just not tight enough to manipulate the ball through these spaces of three to five meters when teams are playing low block defense. He's better at running at teams. and. You, you just got to ask yourself, like, what were we looking for in the off season? Why was he the one that was targeted? And all due respect, I, I think he's a great finisher, but just does not fit with the style of football we're trying to play right now, possession base.
3: Can yeah, I mean be a great finisher. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. can
3: is an, is the operative word there. I would also say the same about Timo's touch, right? Like, yeah, again, absolutely. Again, like, against a United team that I mean, literally just hung on for their lives today. Timo wasn't the play. I, I think you needed to play Ziyech or you needed to play Christian. Um, you know, I would have been okay if Lukaku would have started because I agree. I think Kai looks leggy at this point. The pressing isn't nearly as crisp as we've seen it. Um, you know, and I—they're all giving it their all. Like, don't get don't get it twisted. I I believe in these players, but you know, Thomas Tuchel's gone to that well a few times and it and it hasn't returned. What it needs to for Chelsea to be winning these matches. And, you know, it's, I, I go back to one moment. It was the moment where I basically was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the women's game today. Um, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, and I think Ngolo Conte on the break against Man United. It's oh, terrible, no. terrible defense. Kai Havertz carrying the ball forever and ever. Timo is wide open on the right, absolutely streaming down. Language barrier. Blame that. Yep. Language, it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, and and Kai waits and then tries to make like a weird half pass to N'Golo Conte, who's covered. By that time, loses the ball. We lose possession, and it's like that's that's the moment. That's the that's the easy chance to get Timo in on goal to either you know square it over for Conte or for you know Timo just take a rip and see what happens. Right? Like it, it's it's that kind of shit that I look at this team and I'm like. You're miles away. You look at the way that Liverpool played. Uh, don't even over be, the weekend.
2: Don't, please don't. Please don't. That's not good. It. It's no. It's
3: not good to compare. You're right because what they do is they take chances and finish them. Like and they don't. Like I, you know, I watched the you know a replay of their Champions League match against Villarreal. It was ugly and gritty, yeah. kind of like today's was, right? But they found a couple moments in there to take advantage. And when they got the first one, they piled on the second one. And that is something we never do. We never do that. We wait to get hit back, and then maybe we'll go find a winner. And it's just so frustrating to watch this team, man. I mean, something structurally is wrong in the attack. We need to fix it. That's Thomas Tuchel's job, right? To set up the structure of the attack. And then the
2: players need to be better.
3: They just You wanna hear
2: something funny? I I read this online, uh, Thierry Henry, uh for the French press said something about that exact same move that you're talking about where Kai Havertz is in possession he says on Kai Havertz today uh he said this at a French interview uh, if you cannot win a 2v1 situation or a 3v2 situation you should go back to the academy that was Thierry Henry on Kai Havertz today and scathing scathing review um but truly like most teams when you think about when you're attacking Like, most teams like to spring on the counter and have, like, they they orchestrate. They work in these, like, groups where when you're on the counter, you know where the next pass is. You orchestrate your, your, your attacking moves when you're on the counter. And you have to know what to do in those situations again, like so many of the times when we get into these positions, the decision making is just so poor. And if it's not the decision making, then it's the final ball. If it's not the final ball, then it's the actual finishing. Like, there's just too many things that are happening in that final third that do, are just, you know, leading to us not being effective down there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's
3: nice one was like very specific about it, too. He said mm-hmm. we were very dominant found the spaces. We could have taken advantage. I felt like we missed something in the last 16 yards of the field to finish it off earlier. You'll note that the 18-yard box uh, is the 18-yard box for a reason. So inside of that box, not good enough, right? And, like, I think he made that point on purpose. And to me, Brandon, again, this is my story of the season. It's probably been the story of the last couple years, to be fair, just the inefficiency in front of goal. I think there's a, a map out there somewhere, I'll have to find it, where Chelsea are probably up there with City and Liverpool in terms of chances created, but just so far down. I think 7th or 8th in terms of efficiency, mm-hmm. and that's the gap. I mean, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Tuchel went on to talk about Harvard, specifically said he needs to fight back for his shape and have that same feeling. I hope he shows a reaction the guys up front are young, so I won't start pointing fingers. Well, okay, good. So we have a smart manager. I mean, that's that's nice. You appreciate that, um, you know. Well, and they all know too.
3: I mean, come on, like they have yeah, to know, right? For, like,
0: for sure. Um, continues on. We had another one chance on the post from Reese, a huge. Okay, wow. stop it, Reese. We'll talk about you in a second, but like your left foot just fucking whipped Ooh. that thing in. Uh, then he says a huge chance from Kai. We were not clinical, composed, or efficient enough in the box, and this is, this is again like what we've had. Like, how many strikers have we kind of churned through post Diego Costa, and like, even he left in an absolute you know dust up as well. But like, there there's concerns here. Alvaro Morata, then you got Tammy and Giroud, and we've just continued to kind of try different things and styles, and you bring in Timo, and then. You had Kai play up there a little bit. Hell, Christians played a false nine a few times. We just have been waiting for that talisman that that you know we were so blessed to have for so many years with Didier Drogba. Um, it was the
2: Higuain. Higuain wasn't that guy for us. Well, you know,
0: I wasn't going to lump in Higuain and Falcao no. oh, oh, and fucking oh, Pato, this... but if you're going to bring it up, we can we can do it. Michi back
2: she actually won us a, a league one year.
0: Yeah, so like, I Michi... give him a
3: pass. Mishi had faults, but at least he scored what he was on. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: for the most part. Um, mm. But look, you know, fair is fair. Ralph Ragnick even says that they were quite shit tonight in his own words. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't need to take in all the quotes, but he really doesn't give a fuck. Ten Hag's been uh. appointed. He's apparently gonna go be the manager of Austria while getting paid as a consultant for United. Dude's living it up. He's quite happy.
3: I'm negotiating all of my salary and job things wrong. Like all of these terrible people are getting multiple job offers that they can work at the same time and get I am doing this wrong. We is the collective we. The whole the royal we. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll have to see what Enverlane on Patreon sends us as his requirements, (laughs) but Uh, Yeah, look, he says, Ragnat, you have to compare our team to Chelsea's team, our bench, Chelsea's bench. It's not an excuse, but it is an exclamation, or it is an explanation. Well, same shit, different word. Exactly. Uh, United needs a couple of strikers, and then he said he brought him Phil Jones to try and slow down Reese James and Mason Mount on the right-hand side. Not sure uh, how that strategy was ever going to play out, but... Um, I don't want to la- lament it too much. Uh, we've continued I- to create a shit ton of opportunities this season. Obviously we were flying high and kicking the shit at XG when we had both Chili, Chili B and Reese James bombarding down the flanks. Uh, and we just haven't been the same since we lost both of them. I thought it
3: was uh I thought it was real selfish of of Ragnar to not start Harry Maguire today. I just You know, that's true. Mm. Real real dick move. Lindelof? I mean, come on.
0: Hey, remember when we won at Alex Tella's? <laughs> yeah, me. And ruff, ruff. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's go into a positive uh, part of this match, and, and that's really just Reese James. And specifically, we're actually <laughs> just really happy Reese is back. Uh, yeah. Just to completely 180 this, uh, this ship here. So, Squawka breaking it down by numbers. Reese James with 100% aerial duels, won 90% pass accuracy, 112 touches. Is an outside back or wing back is insane 13 duels won, 10 touches in the opponent's box 10 crosses five take-ons attempted four take-ons completed four tackles four shots three chances created three fouls. one Chelsea's best player well you don't say um not to put Yaz on blast a little bit but he said it's probably 55 to 45 percent split wing back to right center back it is
3: non-negotiable. Non-negotiable.
0: Right wing back, ninety percent. Play him as a right center back, at on a very as-needed basis in case of emergency.
3: Yeah, this this was going to be my point in this. If you if you go listen to that Tinkerman uh, trilogy that they put out last weekend, <laughs> um, F- they, full they had a feature. Yeah, full length yeah, they they had they had a new hope, Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back and I know I got the word <laughs> wrong there, all in one. But they they legitimately they, they had a great conversation about Reese and all of his attributes and everything, and at the end they were like, Oh, where would you put him? Right center back, right back, right wing back? And I think the consensus to be fair to them is like I think his position his best position is right back in a four. But we don't play it for very often, so if you're gonna play him in this formation, you can't waste his offensive talent as a right center back. I'm sorry, man. Go find a center back. There are, there are a diamond dozen in comparison to what he offers this team. And you're telling me that Trev Chalaba can't grow into that role, or we can't go find Jules Kounde or whoever the hell else is gonna come in this summer. Like, no, you need Reese James absolutely terrorizing the opposition left back making their life hell and then contributing offensively in a way that you know i i think trent is probably just slightly better offensively slightly sure but he's, trent's not trent's not complete trent no. does not defend reese does the dirty work and he gets forward and does all this other stuff and i think he has a more powerful shot so I, like He's the best to me. So, so Trent yeah, is the too. better
0: assister creator. I mean, he can create from deep around his own half. But again, the weapons that he's playing into, their system is down everything. Thank Reese's, you. Reese's kind of like uh, his player map is much more developed. But the highs of Trent in that situation are so high. But again, I st- I do think that Reese is a, is a much better finisher himself. Trent can just pick anyone out of the box. He's closer Trent's
3: to Beckham. Trent's good free kicks, though. Like, Trent does have the free kicks. Better. Yeah yeah
2: S- he's so, better he's better for free kicks I, this, but like if you think about just like coming into the box and striking the ball clean you know i mean, oh, I mean an open play it's reese james 100 percent of the time if you, look at, if you look at the way he puts in the process like we can compare him to trent but at the same time when you when you look at trent who he's got who he's who he's got on the receiving end like actual finishers you know how oh. many times have reese james put the ball right where you wanted it to be today exactly where you need it and we just could not finish he put it on Kai Havertz's head. Like literally, here it is. Just head it home. You're good. No worries, man. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's directed it towards the goal and we're good. Like these are the types of things that like go unmiss because he doesn't get the assist totals because we don't have finishers. But ultimately, Reese James, we're talking about what his preferred position is for me. I'm saying it's wing back without question if you're gonna stay with this, you know, this system. And it's because you know he's so dominant on both ends but like again when you're playing this this particular system like the three the you know the three back system wing backs it requires a lot of energy you know and you know you want him at his best all the time so I think that there are going to be opportunities where you can play him as a right-sided center back just because you can still get the quality you know he's a stopper out there man like he is a stopper look what he did in that, that second leg against Real Madrid against Vinicius like he literally Took him out of the game you know what i mean like he he took the v out of venetius he was just <laughs> after that game it was he was gone I, like it, it was thanos snapped where it's, was he he's done it's it's, a thing. it's exactly this and this is why thomas Tuchel was saying like yeah 55 you know here because you can find somebody else as an attacker in the final third that you know maybe we don't have that in the side right now but you can find somebody that can give you that what you can't find is somebody that defensively is an actual stopper like he can take on the best talent in world football right now and completely just take them out of the
3: game so you know? it's, it's it's why he's the best like, i think he's legitimately the best right wing back right back in the world i i don't i don't think there's another player like him no uh, i and and he's grown into that like this was not yeah. him yeah. 2 years ago under frank right i mean he's certainly grown up but what you saw today was elite. I mean, straight up elite. So, what my, my,
0: my kind of litmus test for that is um, are they like Trent? Could he go play for Real Madrid, PSG, Bayern? Mm, eh, maybe. Highly questionable. Reese? No doubt. Put him in any team in any league in the world and he will dominate and be successful. To me, that's the bigger difference. Like, anyone can ride the high. When they're in a system almost built around them, but like put them in any other situation, and are they gonna sink or swim? Tr- Reese is swimming
3: all day long. I, I have this theory that like if they don't, if Liverpool doesn't resign Salah, they should just move Trent up there because he's a glorified winger anyway. Like mm-hmm. he's not a defender. He, I mean, he he got cooked against us twice this year. You know he's not a defender because yeah. he wears a socker
0: on his ankles. Just saying, Jack Reese yeah. that yeah. shit. He's an attacker. Yeah. Like Trent, that's an attacker Trent mentality over here. Just <laughs>
3: yeah. unbelievable. But like you know what I'm saying. Like Reese is the far better player to me. I don't think there's a comparison for him in world football. Yeah. I think that because of what Dennis said, which articulates my point maybe a little bit better, Reese's numbers would be insane if we had anyone on the end of these i mean even think of the cross that mason mount put across today for Werner, and there's just nothing on it yeah. <laughs> you're just like all you just topo getting the net it's, <laughs> just, it's right I, I, there It just
2: i it's blows yeah, my mind me. man i just want well, to say this about reese as well if, if i can uh i just wanted to say that performance like i was looking for that sort of performance from somebody from the squad today i was thinking that mason mount may be able to deliver that sort of like this is a game, you're at Old Trafford. You know, you don't, regardless of what form uh, United is in, you're going to Old Trafford, one of the most storied stadiums in world football. What are you, what what type of football are you bringing to the pitch? And Rhys James was man of the match and bossed it. You know what I mean? This is why, these are the games why I think that he can go on and be a Chelsea captain. This is why. Because he when we're playing big games, big matches, He's the guy that will always give you that eight, nine out of 10. Like, I, I don't remember any games where this guy's played where you felt like, oh, Reese James, ooh, you know, like you never say that about him. He's always delivering at a high, high level, you know. I, so I'm
3: curious. I, I want to do a poll. Actually, we should do this, Brandon. We can. I want to do a poll after this match. And then probably after the next Mason Mount Man of the Match performance, because I think these are the two leading candidates for Chelsea's next captain, right? Mason and Reese. Yeah. And I want to see which one, on average, wins out more because I think they both have qualities. Like, I, I definitely see the hard nosed, like, steely demeanor that Reese brings to the team, the strength and power, but he's not a real vocal guy. Like, you know, he's not a. A John you Terry. In that way. You can probably say the same yeah. thing for Mason as well, though. Mason's a little bit more of a star boy. Mason's yeah. a little bit more vocal. Mason's a little bit more uh, prickly, I think, too, in the way that he gets involved in stuff. So, I, I'm just curious. I, I don't know if there's a perfect answer there. I, I think my gut says Mason right now, but I would be happy with either.
2: Yeah, I hear you on that.
0: Uh, the The goal scorer uh, on the day one marcos alonso who continues to that young buck keep himself he can't get rid of this guy (laughs) uh at care for youth uh tweeted that Marcos alonso with his 28th goal for chelsea the best finisher in the chelsea side question mark which is always like a fun thing to say we've already talked about this he just made his 150th premier league uh appearance for chelsea which is a ton when you only play 38 a season assuming you play every single match um, and Liam doubled down on Nick, saying it's. Uh, he tweeted, Alonzo's shot technique is the best in this Chelsea squad, immaculate." And yet, Chelsea fans started uh, tweeting, no, "No, no, no, no! What about?" And then continued to name other wingbacks. So, uh, back to our attack being super clinical.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's the hilarious part of this, right? Like, no, it's Ben Chilwell. No, it's Reese, and you're like. Can we get a damn striker in the mix here? We can't. Okay, good stuff. Uh, now, I mean, someone tweeted—I forget who tweeted me today—but I, you know, we've talked about moving Alonzo to striker as a joke for a long time. Why not fucking try it? Why not just let him be our left striker for one match? Just let him float around up there. Just let him shoot four or five times. Like, just let him rip it. Because at this point. I've seen enough of, of what we currently have going on. I've seen enough. I need, I need, I need Marcus Alonso and Reese James starting up top for Chelsea, ripping absolute lasers into goal. And let's see what happens, fellas. Let's see if we can find another wing back or two. Maybe we have two strikers already. Who
2: knows? I mean, he is great in the air, and of course, his ball striking ability is. Nuts, man second to none but uh yeah I mean the only caveat I have with this whole playment striker thing is what message does that send to the six attackers that you have on the pitch right now like you're playing your left wing back at striker <laughs> you know what I mean like
3: I, I mean I think you know I think you know what
2: message it sends <laughs> well yeah but you as far as team building goes and like you know team dynamic is that the type of message you want to send but I agree with you I'm at the point or I've just had enough I'm like yo I need to see somebody that can get in the box and be clinical there and as much as we use our wing backs like I, today was a evident of how we use our wing backs or how effectively we can use our wing backs in the final third but I think a lot of the reason why he was so effective was just because United were just so poor so poor like their defensive shape was awful and you know even just in front of their their back four uh Matic and uh and McTominay like we they had no real defense you know but yeah it was it was it was quite the eyesore but like i said like i I really do think that marcus Alonso, this guy is he's like a, i mean i mean for lack of a better term he's he's like a cockroach you just can't get rid of this guy man like he just keeps on every time you think that oh man marcus alonzo's dead he's no longer coming back into the side he comes in and just scores another banger and then you're like oh there he is again okay. Game of
3: Thrones, what is dead may never die. This, this guy <laughs> exactly. is exactly this guy is unreal. But I mean I, I'm I am all for at Everton this Sunday. Main event. I, I am Reese James and Marcus Alonso up top for Chelsea in an all time shocker of a lineup. And let's just see what happens, boys. Let's just go out there, put in a shift, play play uh Kennedy at left wing back. I don't care as be it right wing back Get Trev Chalaba back in the lineup. Let's just have a goofy ass lineup because whatever was happening right now just is not coming off. Yeah. It's just not working. Agreed. So, no.
0: All right. Um, well, last up, we just wanted to keep uh, a pulse on Chelsea's quest for top four. Obviously, pretty pretty important. Uh, the way the season is kind of dragged on a little bit. It seems like Liverpool will probably be the only team to uh, play more matches than us across all of Europe. Um, so uh, we didn't win, but we'll still likely be fine. So uh, uh, what is it? Five. What's the name of the blog? Five thirty-eight. Uh, has us mm. it? Uh, Still over a 99% chance of making the Champions League. Um, Our SPI is 88.4. That's where they think we'll land on points, which um, I think is quite generous. Uh, Nas giving us the facts here. Chelsea needs six points, effectively, with our vastly superior goal difference, from the last five games to qualify for Champions League. And that is right. We have Everton at Frank. Uh, Wolves, Leeds, Leicester, and Watford left um you boys will be at wolves and Leeds, so fully expect maximum points while you're there no pressure uh dennis has obviously heard about myself heard about nick uh top four confidence one out of ten where where are you kind of sitting right now
2: Uh, i'm 100 percent. i don't think that top four is in question It's just whether or not we can hang on to top three like i I think that that has to be in the, the remit right now. Like we've been there for quite some time right now and to have us getting pipped at the end somehow by Arsenal or Tottenham, uh, that would just not, it just would not feel good for me. Wouldn't sit good for me. I know we it's going to be hard to get up for these next few games just because the last game that we really have to play is the FA Cup. Everything else is kind of like just, it feels like it's going to be like a dead rubber, like whatever. But I'm hoping that Thomas Tuchel can negotiate at least you know a couple more performances just to solidify top three and then you know we go into the fa cup final feeling better about our football feeling good about where we are in the league and you know to smash those fools but you know um, i'm not i was never really worried about top four because I, I really look at the teams that were underneath us and they're bottlers like all of them you know i remember after we beat tottenham for the fourth time i was just like okay this is <laughs> like what are we say what are we doing here you know <laughs> we, think, uh, we go ahead yeah, yeah no i was gonna say we basically um had the toughest running when you think about the fact that like we went through that christmas period without a break all those teams got breaks and you knew that the fixture congestion was going to catch up to some of these other teams later so i was never really worried about top four it was just whether or not we can kick on and, and reach higher heights <clears throat>
0: Uh, Nick, the the way it stands, um, we hold the destiny in our hands. Unlike last season, right at the very end, I uh, needed Harry Kane to uh, push oh. us, you know, into keeping us fourth. Yeah, all that nonsense uh, with Spurs. You you would have to say at this point, like we feel pretty confident with it, especially now that Arsenal and Spurs have to play each other. They're gun, someone's gonna lose points, like. What I hate is that Dennis said it right. Tuchel has to negotiate these players show up one to two more times. Like, where the fuck is the mentality at this point in the season?
3: Yeah, I mean, that should be five wins. Everton Wolves leads Lester Wafford. The highest placed team in that mix is Wolves in eighth place on 49 points. By a mile, they're the best. And they've won Lester two on, of their last five, so yeah, pretty yeah. pretty patchy. Leicester on 42 points, seven points beneath Wolves, and in terrible form this year. Won one of their last five. Leeds, not good. Uh, <laughs> Everton going to get relegated, and Ooh. Watford already relegated, basically. Hot take there, hot take. That's that's five. That's five wins. That should be fifteen points to end the season, right now, which would put us at eighty-one. Currently, we are fourteen points off the top. Again, fourteen points off the top. You know who doesn't lose or draw against Manchester United, Liverpool, and Manchester City. They got strikers. What's the difference?
0: I think. I don't know if it's a pundit or if it was on Twitter, but someone said the same thing. Essentially, we're a striker away from competing uh, with Liverpool and, in city. Uh, it should have been Tuchel, cool, And I know he's thinking it. Uh, it just kind of goes back to what the hell is going on with the Lukaku signing. We we're all excited, but it's easy as fans to talk ourselves into the best case scenario on signings. And, you know, this one clear, clearly didn't work. So we'll uh, save that for the postseason uh, postmortem as well as the keep sell loan, everyone's favorite. So uh, Dan wrote in here he didn't run a Dan of the Match because it was Reese James. And I'll respectfully fight anyone, not really, <laughs> who disagrees. So again, uh, Dan is ready to uh, put up the Dukes. And throw some haymakers, Reece James. Right? Yep. Duh, right? He's just even he's, debatable. He's, a, he's the best player of the week, quite honestly. Um, yeah. So we kind of ran through the table. Man City at the top on 80 points. Liverpool second on 79 points. Chelsea third on 66 points. Arsenal fourth on 60 points. Uh, all of us, including Spurs, have played 33 matches. Spurs are on 58 points. So again, it's really between Spurs and Arsenal. Whoever wins that are head-to-head, uh, or at least if Arsenal can get a drop, they're pretty much in. Uh, United uh, in sixth on 55. They've already played 35 matches. Their season's almost over, <laughs> by the way. Wow. Uh, which means the Nemanja, Mata, uh, Nemanja Matic and the Juan Mata um, uh, retirement tour is, is almost finished. Uh, West Ham in seventh, but they're obviously trying to figure out Europa League as they just lost today, 2-1 to Frankfurt. So,
3: um,
2: well, sorry about that, fellas. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a better group, you know. And then,
0: so. and then, as Nick was saying, uh, as we play Everton next um, away, so we play them up there. Uh, look, they they massively, desperately need points. They defended like absolute bastards against Liverpool. They do that to this Chelsea side. I'm not sure we're getting any points. Uh, maybe it'll be a one point because it'll be nil nil. Uh, but that will be a very annoying challenge. Uh, all the headlines probably going to be. Around Frank and Tuchel, which I'm sure neither of them will give a shit.
2: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. A uh, hot take from Nick earlier uh, with Everton, <laughs> place to go down, man. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one to call. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. And even with ch- us playing, Chelsea's just become Charity FC, as we all know. So you know, Lampard needs three points. Just play Chelsea, man. We're good, man. We're good. No better team. <laughs> <laughs> team <to laughs> no better play, team. No
3: better
0: team
2: to play. Yeah, you know? but I mean. Would you Look, do it? Four- Would
3: you do it to
0: to boot? Ooh, hey, to no. boot Burnley,
3: to boot Burnley, to, to boot Burnley. God, uh-huh. That's a tasty proposition. You, you know we're gonna stay that's up there. That's a tasty one. <laughs> if <laughs> I had any faith, if I had any faith that Everton could then win their next four. Maybe, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think they have anything in the gas tank right now. I think they're going down. Burnley's won three of five, man. Yeah. You know what's
2: crazy New about manager Everton? bounce, man, or no manager bounce, I guess. <laughs> no manager bounce.
0: <laughs> they Ever, Everton went out of the way to pick up Dele Alley on loan, and he has not started a single Premier League match. Rough. Rough. It's a bit of yeah. an indictment on on He's him. He's not very good. It turns out. Yeah. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate for him. Is he still dating Jose's? daughter
2: is that what happened to him
0: yeah, it was either pep or jose's i can't remember but one of the two Ooh. he he put himself in from uh, the manager's daughter man yeah purgatory can't get into that there. dog host, man i think it was pep now they say it no way he's dating his own manager's daughter that's just yeah a that would have been a flying terrible <laughs> business decision too close to the sun um all right well uh i think Dennis, I can't remember if you said on the pod or not, but at uh, Matt Slater, MJ Shrimper is his handle. Blue tick journalist, interesting, says, "What's another 500 million amongst friends? Who is running this foundation? Where does the money really go? Is Roman writing off his debt or not? And what does this mean for Danny Drinkwater?" And it was the Athletic writing about Abramovich asking Chelsea bidders to put up an extra 500 million for your Ukraine fund um, again. You know, what's well, an extra half a billion at this
3: point in the game? It's the saga that will never end, no matter how much we try or how much anything works. It just... There's a reason we're pushing our Patreon, people. It's not for us.
0: We just want to buy Chelsea.
2: I got yeah. a five shillings there, man. I got a five shillings. That'll get man. you a month.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll man.
2: It. I mean, we man. <laughs> take We are
3: only... 2.5 or three, th- 3 actually 3 now if you add that extra 5 in there. We're only 3 billion dollars off of our goal guys. So there we, go. if we really ramp up this fundraising effort. We can do it, you know. <laughs> I might do that. I might add
0: a 3 billion billion uh, pound goal to our Patreon page.
2: Do you uh, accept cryptocurrency?
0: Probably. We don't. No, never. Mind. Do
2: you accept Bitcoin? We we, we
3: can't. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we we we're not shelling <laughs> out Send coins. Send us your
0: NFTs. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, all no, right. no, but seriously though, seriously though, like, how gangster is it for Roman to just be like, yo, it's, you know, we're just about to pick the 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 new owner. Yo, I need another half billion, man. <laughs> how gangster is that? That's like, like next level, like assassin levels, man. Like what He already and made what sure. Is it for? Like, what does anyone know what it's for? Like, what it's is he just like? You know, I just need that.
0: It's the nonprofit foundation, allegedly. Um, I'm not yeah. saying allegedly in the sense right. that I doubt it I'm just saying that's what they're saying um, Right? you know he's made sure they have all the funding in the world so they're not worried about it but Dennis thanks so much for joining us my man midweek pod appearance we appreciate you our North American amigo
2: love it man so good to be here as always um a little frustrated with the result today but um, you know what can we do you know this is Chelsea you know how <laughs> you had to go into that game thinking that there's probably it's not going to go as smoothly as you'd like it to just knowing how we've been in these matches I can't tell you the last time I, I felt good about Chelsea going into a big game other than I can't even remember like I was overconfident the Arsenal game uh, yeah I'll say no more but yeah we we really need to pick ourselves up and you know kick on because yeah. i want that fa Cup.
0: absolutely absolutely so anyways uh more content to come this week and early next week as we said uh check out patreon if you want more content because there is plenty more there uh check out dennis on youtube couch critic so that's gonna wrap us up uh get ready enjoy the weekend uh chelsea will be back in action against everything next time chelsea and june do Blue flag, flying high.